Welcome to Fueled by Grace. I'm Mark Shiver. I got my Hurricanes hat on, trying to maybe spark uh, some good vibes for them as they lost last night. But anyway, um, I hope you're doing well. Glad to have you listening to this video podcast, watching this video podcast. So excited about what God is doing and the things that he is sharing with me that I get to share with you. Now, we're going to dive right in today and talk a little bit about the Feast of the Tabernacles. As you know, or maybe you don't know, but the nation of Israel, God had told Moses to establish several feasts. And uh, the Feast of Passover, the Feast of uh, Tabernacles, uh, just uh, Feast of Trumpets. And so it was during the Feast of Tabernacles that we find Jesus in our story today. And this was the last of the feasts that uh, came along and it was joyous and it was a time of rejoicing, uh, remembering how God had brought Israel out of bondage, out of Egypt and just a really good time. And so folks were milling around and having a good time and doing what they you know, normally did uh, to celebrate uh, their freedom from bondage. And it says on the last day of the feast, looking at John chapter 7, uh, verse 37, it says, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, all you thirsty ones, come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being just like the scripture says. Now, I was thinking about this the other day in my car, and I got this image in my mind, you know, of Jesus, and he's, you know, in a crowd of people, and they're all having a good time, and everybody's just rejoicing, and their, their, uh, their spirits are uplifted, and they're buoyant, and, and all of that. And then, you know, here's this guy, just bursts out, come to me and drink. <laughs> I wonder what they thought about that. Now, I'm not making light of Jesus, obviously, but that was kind of a strange uh, thing for him to do, except that he wanted them to hear him. And that's why he shouted it out. And he says, if you're thirsty, come to me, come to me and drink. Now, you have to understand that um, in the uh, book of Isaiah, chapter 44, verse 3, God says that he was going to pour water out on the land and pour his spirit out. In Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 1, it says, those of you that don't have any money, come and drink, come and eat. If you're thirsty, even though you don't have any money, come and drink, come and eat. So here's Jesus. He's, he's busting this out. And people who were familiar with these scriptures from Isaiah, they had to be thinking, hold on a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy is, um, you know, lining himself up with some pretty important scriptures from Isaiah because Isaiah was highly regarded, obviously, as a prophet. And many of the prophecies about Messiah were fulfilled by Jesus. And so here he is saying this. And it got their attention for sure. And he says um, something that I find very intriguing. 
come to him and drink and rivers, rivers of living water will burst forth from us, from our innermost being. And he says, just like the scripture says, and in verse 39, it goes on to say that Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. But the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. By the way, that's a really good translation. If you've not availed yourself of that, um, it's good to, you know, you read your New King James or your New American Standard or your NIV or whatever, but then you uh, pop on over to the uh, Passion Translation and it, it opens things up a little bit more for you. And so I would encourage you to read some of that. Maybe not as your your go-to, but uh, certainly as uh, an alternate uh, translation. So uh, let's set the stage. Feast of Tabernacles. Lots of people uh, hanging around, rejoicing, having a good time. And then Jesus bursts out with this, come to me and drink, which was a uh, obvious reference to things that uh, Isaiah had said. So here was more evidence that he was bringing to himself. Hey, I'm the Messiah, right? Come to me and drink. But what is so amazing about this is that we go to him and drink and out of us will flow rivers of living water. And that's the Holy Spirit. Jesus was prophesying. It says he was prophesying about the Holy Spirit, which hadn't yet, which hadn't yet been given to uh, believers. And we know that in Acts uh, chapter two, the, the Holy Spirit is poured out uh, as the apostles and disciples, I should say, waited in the upper room and tongues of, of, of fire rested on their heads. And it was an amazing thing. Uh, 3,000 people were saved. And what's so interesting, folks, is that you and I, can have a relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit today. And that allows us to be used by God to touch other people. Other people around us are thirsty. Let me tell you this right now. I'm just, you know what? We're living in a day and age that some people, I've heard more people say this is a scary time to be living than I've ever heard. And for some folk, it is scary. You know, you think about, well, we don't have any gasoline or we don't have any food in the stores or gasoline's six, $7 a gallon. If it goes to that, you know, we, we've dodged a bullet so far. You know, our gas here where I live has gone down some, but, and I'm thankful for that. But, you know, um, it's crazy this time in which we are living. If you go to the uh, United Nations and look at this climate change stuff that they're talking about, um, it's, it's, oh my gosh, it's all about money, by the way. It's all about money. You'll get to that. But it's like they want to reinvent capitalism. They want to reinvent the way people make money and they want to take money from people who have it and give it to those that don't. And I'm telling you, this is, it is some scary stuff, but you and I know 
that there's good news. We don't have to be scared. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit because Jesus said, come to him and drink. We can drink from Jesus. He's the bread of life. We can eat from Jesus. And we can, in turn, as we feast on him, our spirits are filled with living water that rivers, he says rivers, uh, to touch those around us. And so if you're scared, if you're anxious, if you're worried, drink from Jesus. Drink from Jesus. You know what is so cool? In the book of Revelation, and uh, I have to put my glasses on. You know, when you get older, you have to do that sort of thing. But um, in the book of Revelation, uh, it talks about the river of life in chapter 22 as, as the, the prophecy that John was having was winding up. And, um, and you know, at the beginning of, of chapter 22, it talks about the river of life. But in verse uh, 17, it says, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that hears say, come and let him that is thirsty come and whoever will, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Let him take the water of life freely. Let him take the water of life freely. Jesus paid the price, folks, for not only your sins, not only my sins, but he paid the price so that we could drink from the river of life and be sustained and refreshed and energized and in turn, we can sustain and energize others who may come to us and say, man, I'm really worried about what's going on in the economy. And we can say to them, you know what? I, I was worried, but I've been focusing more on the good news of the gospel, that God loves me and he's going to take care of me. And I believe he'll take care of you. What an encouragement we can be to all of those around us in our sphere of influence at work, in our families. Look, I've been hearing some folks, they, for some reason, folks like to share stuff with me. And, uh, some people have just been talking to me about, well, you know, my family this and my family that. And it's hard to be a believer when your family isn't sharing that same belief, you know? And so uh, as you stand fast and you drink the river of life, the water of life that is Jesus himself, you'll be there and, and they'll come to you. They might not appreciate your faith right now. You know what I mean? But they will. Because you'll be the one with the peace and the joy and the one that's not anxious. And you'll be the one that uh, is humming a little tune of praise to your God. And they're wondering, what in the world? You know, don't they understand that things are terrible? And they'll come to you and you can then share that river of life, the Holy Spirit, giving you the words to say to them, look, God loves you. God cares about you. And you know what? You need to put your trust in him. And I've just been drinking the water of life that is Jesus himself. I'm so encouraged. I'm so, you know what I mean? You can minister to your own family, folks that may not appreciate your faith right now. As things begin to get worse in this world, okay, we need to be filled with the river of life, the water of life, 
filled with Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled. Look, a lot of people say, well, you know, we don't ever see miracles and stuff in the church anymore. Why would you? Really? It takes a, someone being filled with the presence and power of God, with the with the the power of the Holy Spirit. And most of us are not walking in that. This word that I'm sharing with you, I'm sharing with me. Every day I'm trying now to, to, to drink from Jesus. Lord, you are the river of life. You are the bread of life. Sustain me, Lord. Fill me. You know what? And it's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. You see, because you get there to the place where you understand that you can drink from Jesus and be filled with Jesus by understanding that he loves you, that God loves you. He loves you deeply, passionately, fiercely, unconditionally. And as we are able to stand fast in that knowledge, believe that God loves us, as we are able to, to, to grow in that, and then, uh-oh, we grow in the knowledge that we have a new heart and the new heart is pure before God, that the new creation that we've been made doesn't sin. Oh boy, there's some stuff that'll rock your world right there. And as you begin to stand on that reality, your relationship with God grows and you can drink deeply from the river of life, from the water of life, from that river that flows from the throne of God himself. And you know what? Jesus is the river of life. And he said in a loud voice, come to me and drink. Come to me and drink. And out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. Folks, the sad reality is that in a lot of churches, there is not a explanation of the gospel. We get people saved, which is good, you know, and it's not hard to get saved. Paul said, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you'll be saved. You know, call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Jesus said, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But when you get born again, the problem is that particularly in, you know, in our understanding of what church is, there's not a continued uh, teaching of what happens we're lumped in together every Sunday and we're all there with unbelievers and new believers and old believers. And it's like, we're trying to continue to get people saved, but there's no growth. There's no growth. There's no drinking of Jesus. There's no being filled with Jesus. There's no being filled with the understanding that we are righteous. We have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. We're told often to repent. 
Look at your sin. Well, no, 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 that is not right. Look at Hebrews. Hebrews has the answer. It says in there, whoever wrote it, some people think it was Paul, some think it was somebody else, maybe Barnabas. But it says, uh, you are immature and you're talking about repentance and baptism and all this kind of stuff. You should be teachers. You should be teachers. We should be growing is what he's saying. And you only grow when you begin to allow God to show you his great love for you. And the fact that you, by virtue of being born again in 2 Corinthians 5, it says you're a new creation. Well, that new creation doesn't sin. That new creation is in union with God. And that's where you find the river of life. By understanding I am in union with Jesus and I can drink from him in the morning and at noon and at night. And that rivers of living water will flow from me. It's all about growing in an understanding that God loves you. That is the very first prerequisite. So I'm asking you today to pray, God, show me your great love. This is so familiar. I'm, I'm sorry. This is what God has given me to, 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 to preach, his great love. Ask him to show you his great love for you. And ask him to give you the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you know, if a parent uh, is is going to give a child, you know, you wouldn't give your child who asks you for bread. You wouldn't give him a stone. He said, your heavenly father is going to give you the Holy Spirit. If you ask him, ask him to open your eyes and see his great love and see that you're a new creation and see the fullness of the gospel. And Lord, show me how to drink from the river of life that is Jesus himself so that I in turn can refresh those around me with rivers of living water, the Holy Spirit flowing through my life. It's awesome, folks, I'm telling you. So my prayer for you today is that you would just come away from this challenged to ask God to show you his great love for you and to ask him to reveal to you what the gospel really means. It's not about looking at your sin. It's not about repenting every day and confessing your sin. It's about walking in an understanding that you've been made a new creation and that you're in union with him, and that you can go to Jesus, who said, come to me and drink, come to me and eat. You can. Ask him to show you. He will. He absolutely will. And ask him to give you his Holy Spirit. He'll do that. He said he would. Our God is so good. Our God is so good. Thank you for listening. I think we went a little shorter this time than we normally do, and so you probably appreciate that, but... Uh, uh, thank you. And uh, if you would like to have prayer or anything like that, you can always reach out to us on the website at fueledbygrace.com.